This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. So, Ramia got a little bit of a look at what Bill was going to talk about, folks. Uh-huh. And he was going to sneak one by the producers, you know, on oh, this yeah. whole. No, it's got to have a nice, happy enough segment. No, no one dies. I find a loophole in the Friday rules because it ha- has horsies in it. Yeah, and he would have snuck out though, right out the door, just mm-hmm. just at the end with the sad part of the story. That turkey, boy, he got you. Welcome back, folks. It's hour two of Kelly and Ramya. Wherever you are, checking us out around the world on AMI Audio. Thanks for being with us and throughout Canada on AMI TV. It's time to talk a little sports. What's welcome in? Brock Richardson, our sportsman. I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus parasport news and analysis. So just before he wastes time going on about something we spoke about last segment, folks, Bill was telling us about a tour, Brock, that you're not allowed to have your cell phones on. And I said, if you get caught, they'll throw it into the bowl at the door. I think you remember which athlete used to play for the New York Yankees that would do that. Uh, You could not have a cell phone in his home. And he'd tell you, here, there's a bowl right here. Put it in. I just made up that it had sugar in it. Oh, okay. And Brock heard that at the end. I literally (laughs) came on and I was like, wow, I think I would get into this. But then I realized, no, because my phone would be useless. Sugary phone from Derek Jeter, right? He was the athlete that wouldn't allow you to have cell phones in his home. He said, no, no, no. Sir, what's your lead off? You know what? This first item, uh, and there's only one, uh, but... This item today is one that I am so thankful to be bringing to you guys, and that is the fact that the Oakland Athletics of Major League Baseball are moving to the Las Vegas area. Thank goodness. After a unanimous vote, it's been a long time coming. They are among the lowest attendance in Major League Baseball. Now, I'll tell you that their stadium is built for more of the football that used to be at that stadium for a long time. But it is a long time coming. They need to be moved. Next on the list is the Tampa Bay Rays. But I digress. Right now, we know that the Oakland Athletics will be moving to Las Vegas. You don't believe the Rays are really going to move? Not with them building that new stadium. No, I don't. But hopefully no. they uh, hopefully they get some fans in their new yeah, stadium. That area does, yeah, that area deserves to keep a team. Oakland, unfortunately, I feel sorry for the fans. What I do wonder, Brock, Vegas seems to be the new sports place, right? Let's move every yeah. team to Vegas. Soon they'll start piling up like New York and then having a couple of teams. So <laughs> the New York Yankees, New York Mets, Vegas this, Vegas that. Yeah, wow. it's crazy. Uh, you want to talk Grey Cup? Yeah, so okay. the 110th Grey Cup is going on this weekend between the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This Grey Cup feels very... Bobsided. It feels like Winnipeg is going to come out and just dominate. I, I didn't see a lot from from Cody Fajaro last weekend against Toronto, where it led me to believe, yeah, I think Toronto beat themselves. You know, when you only average about three yards per every pass, this is just not good enough against a team as good as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense 
is going to play a factor. I do think points are going to come at a premium, but to me, this is going to be a bit of a lopsided victory because I just don't see Montreal repeating again this uh, this time around. But the 100... Uh, just as... a disgruntled Argos fan. No, I just... You know, they, they did so... Montreal <laughs> did really well on defense, but I just... I don't see it happening. I see... I see it being a little bit lopsided. So you don't think Montreal's peaking? No. I, I you know, when 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 the team you played last week gave you seven turnovers, like why don't you just give them the game? Like I, I'm not saying that, that Montreal's defense wasn't good, it was great, you know, all that. But when you when the other team gives you seven turnovers and says, Yeah, we're supposed to have the ball, but here it is again and again and again and again seven times like it's yep. just not happening you, you well and, and it's sad about the argos period right brock but that's sports you, they had such a great year and i think so many people were looking forward to it i hope it doesn't work against because i mean toronto i mean there's enough trouble with interest in cfl in toronto this may have helped a little bit i don't hold my breath but you would have had a lot of fans as you will from Montreal going to Hamilton to see this. Um, I like what the CFL has done. I like the response. And I think probably at this time, what we would perceive as the best game would be the best for the sport. But um, I'm happy where it's at. And not that I'm you know happy that Toronto lost, because I think Toronto was an amazing team um, with Chad Kelly and, and, and everybody doing so well. I think it would have been good football to watch for sure. Something that I know my, my late dad would have loved. But that's not the, the case, and and I had to wonder about peaking because I I must admit I was just totally shocked with Montreal and Toronto not. Sixteen and two is your season, and you just go out after getting the bye, and you just poop the bed, and not just like poop it a little bit, just all over the place. You didn't, like nothing went right. It's just all, and you know the person I feel worst for beyond the players is Pinball Clemens. That general manager for the Toronto Argonauts like lives and breathes Toronto Argonauts and so I mean this guy built a really good team but again I'll close this by saying when you have a one and done playoff game this is the chance you take and that you know you may lose to a team that really you shouldn't and Toronto did not lose a game against anyone in the east in their division and they just didn't have it happen for them last weekend Woes of football. Back to sleep country to get a whole new bed, Toronto. Uh, pal, <laughs> the pair of Pan Am games are getting underway today with the opening ceremonies that you you wanted to spend a bit of time talking mm. about the games. Can we go back to Lima, Peru? Let's start there uh, where the last games were held. Um, how'd Canada do? Yeah, I, for me, I just think that when I look this up and I, you know, you start a, a new whether it's a pair of Pan Am games or Paralympic games, you look back and you go, how did we do that last time to kind of give yourself a way of looking at it for this time? So I'll tell you that they got 60 total medals and they had 17 gold, 21 silver and 22 bronze. So this is a good showing. And this is sort of the benchmark to what to where we're looking at going forward. And if we're looking at this year's event, where do you expect Canada to land for medals? I do think we're going to be approximately around the same amount. 
I I will say I I will bump them up a little bit in probably getting five more. I, I'm I'm going with the number of sixty five. They have over a hundred athletes in many many disciplines. This is a big uh, team. This is a team that's mixed with veterans. This is a team that's mixed with rookies. So I I'm going with uh sixty five medals, and I think you're gonna get some from wheelchair basketball, rugby, tra track and field. And my dark horse this time around is Goalball. I think one of those teams is going to do well and they're going to get a medal. So that's my prediction. I'm going with 65 total. Plugged into the Parapan Am games right now, Brock Richardson, you're doing a little work for CBC so we can look for you over there, um, uh, maybe on the Gem app and certainly on the YouTube page. Yes, you can uh, see the first video I did on all of CBC's social medias, on my social medias. It's uh, going to be a really good time. My focus for CBC specifically will be Bacha, uh, but we will be talking about it uh, next week on this segment and on Dave Brown throughout the week. But but the CBC focus will be uh, Bacha focused when we do these clips. Mm. Um, there's a lot of pressure associated with international events, but with the Parapan Am Games, I think people associate a little bit more pressure. You certainly feel that way. Can you explain why? Yeah, we look at the international scene and we look at this is a four-year quadrant. So when you start the four years after a Paralympic Games, your sole focus is I want to get myself there as an individual or I want to get my team there. So you build towards, you know, that throughout the years. And year one and two, there are some opportunities to get points and build yourself up there as a country and then kind of put yourself in a, in a good position moving forward. For me, where the pressure lies here is a lot of the events you're going to hear about is if you win – whether it's an individual or as a country, you're going to go to Paris 2024. And that, to me, puts a lot of pressure for two reasons. Number one, you, unless it's an individual sport, so let's look at this from a team perspective. If you're a team, you may not represent the country in a year's time. So you have the pressure of, Oh goodness, I have to, you know, make my team, you know, make my country proud because I, I'm going to make, the Paralympic Games for my country and I'm going to do this. But then as an individual, it's a little bit when you're playing individual sports like table tennis or in some regards swimming, uh, you know, you're doing it as an individual. So you can say, oh, I, you know, I'm, uh, yes, I might be, you know, disappointing my country or my result, but you're, but you're disappointing yourself versus disappointing your country. And, and for me, although it was hard disappointing myself it was even harder to say guys we went but we didn't qualify here and then we have to go through the back channels of like going to the last chance qualifiers which will take place you know early summer may june and july sort of time frame and those are real pressure related events so there's a lot of pressure coming from these athletes and like i said at the beginning of this conversation there's a lot of athletes who are are getting an opportunity on the international scene. The, some of the teams are taking some some newer athletes who may need some international experience, who may need some classification. So there's a lot of pressure on those athletes who are going. Wait a minute, I'm going I'm going to these games in Santiago, 
my eyes are wide open. I'm a rookie. And now mm. I have to play for my country and be a part of that. Yep, for sure. And there's a lot to think about. And like you say, the pressure and also just that whole brand of sportsmanship, because you're part of the piece, you're part of achieving the goal. And obviously the goal is a medal. And you may be part of that two years before the opportunity to actually uh, achieve that medal and not even there. Thanks, sir. Thanks for the openness. Thanks for the experience. And good luck with things. Keep busy over the next week. I'm sure you will. I will do that. He uh, will not watch that game on uh, Sunday. <laughs> you know, with his Argos out, he ain't going to bother. That's fair. Anyway, Brock Richardson hits us with the latest. Well, he might because Dave might make him talk about it. But oh. they have NFL to talk about Monday. For so. professional purposes, yes, of course. Oh, exactly. Only for that reason. There's too much other NFL they'll get into. Uh, Brock Richardson hits us with the latest sports on Fridays here on the program. Up next. Oh, yeah, music. Say it. We'll yeah. be right back, folks, after this music with quiz. something reasonably interesting. We'll fun. be right back as Grant Hardy joins us. King of fun What's himself. That word again? I'm not sure if I know that word. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.